to the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast, coming to you from the Playdraft Studios, with your hosts, Mike Wright, Ben Cummins, and Chris Meany. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. This is DFS for the rest of us. We are trying to make FanDuel, DraftKings, Draft, whatever your, your daily fantasy sports show of desire. We're trying to make that just just a little bit easier. I am your host, Mike, the Fantasy Hitman Right. You can follow me on Twitter at FF Hitman. My co-host, as always, joined by Ben Cummins. You find him on Twitter at Ben Cummins FF. So you know where to send all of your uh interesting comments. Send them my week. way, baby. Let's go. Yeah, you you send them directly to Ben. Ben, are you are you ready for the show? I absolutely am. Week seven is the best week. Shout out to the legend John Elway. Let's go, boys. <laughs> so week week seven is the best because of a football player's number? Yes, my favorite number. What is what is this about? When Very I, scientific. Since I was six and seven years old, I've been a Broncos fan thanks to John Elway. Ben always hitting up the scientific laboratory, getting things peer reviewed and checked. <laughs> and apparently week seven is the best, is what he has concluded. I appreciate that, Ben. Thank you. You are welcome. We are joined, as always, by Chris Meany from the Fantasy Sports Network. You find him hanging out on Twitter, at Chris Meany. Chris, is Week 7 the best week? No, I'm waiting for Week 11. That's my favorite number. <laughs> Carson Wentz, Wentzylvania, baby. I, I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for Week 11. Uh, Wait. A few more weeks. Hold Okay, so first I have this guy telling me that it's proven that Week 7 is the best. Look, John Elway, I get it. Hall of Fame. Super Bowl winning Thank quarter, you, Mike. Thank quarterback. You. Much appreciated. Chris Meany's over here with Carson Wentz. He's on his way. Did you know that he's now the Super Bowl or the Super Bowl? He's the MVP favorite right now, which is a little bit of a joke. Everyone's drinking the green Kool-Aid, but it's just interesting to see with Aaron Rodgers' injury that he has leapfrog Brady uh, for MVP odds. Cool. The last time I had a green Kool-Aid drink that was ecto-cooler <laughs> back in the day. I don't know if Ben Ben is old enough to remember. I don't Echo know about Cooley. that, but shout out to some Surge. Surge was dope. Yeah, all right, yeah, yes, Surge. Surge yes. is fine. So moving in, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome in the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. All we do on this show, we make it easy. We go into our picks for the cash games. We go into our picks for the GPPs, those tournament plays. We give you some stacks that we love this week, and then we all go head to head, bringing in a lineup. Shout out. Big hand uh, hand clap. Many hand claps, I guess, is how you make applause. Not just one. It won't, one would be uh, grabbing someone's attention. But shout out, Chris Meany took down the uh, the mini tournament, so congratulations I'm to you, I'm golf Chris clapping Meany. for you right now, Meany. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, all right, Ingram all right. McKinnon, Enough of that. Ingram McKinnon, big days. Yeah, oh, that was, that was delightful. Let's get into cash game. Straight cash, homie. I got to kick things off with Chris Meany's quarterback pick for the cash games because you might have to turn the, the podcast off after Ben <laughs> drops his name. Wow. But, of course. Getting him in uh, early and often. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm just kidding around because I know that Ben will convince you by the end of his argument. But Chris Meany, 
Give me that quarterback for cash. I'm rolling out Dak. I'm rolling out Dak, boys. And I'm all about this pick, yeah, Chris. I love uh, it. This is just a really good matchup. And it just in general, you're talking DraftKings and FanDuel. No quarterback this week has more FanDuel points or DraftKings points per game. Now, it's, it gets tricky when you're talking about the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. There's some quarterbacks in those games. But on this main slate for Prescott... He's just been balling out in some tough matchups, guys, against the Giants. He did good. Denver, he did good. In Arizona, he was fine. The Rams, he was fine. Coming off his best performance over there on FanDuel, 30 points he had. DraftKings, uh, a great matchup for him as well last week against the Packers. The last time we saw these Cowboys, rather. And you know what? Six passing touchdowns in his last two games. Two rushing scores on the season. San Francisco, they've allowed the fifth most yards per game in the NFL and the sixth most passing yards per game. I just love this matchup. All the weapons. Give me Dak and the Dallas Cowboys. It's a perfect uh, marriage of matchup and player. So I, I love Dak, Dak this attack. week. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. Okay, Ben. We're all sitting down. We have... We have stopped chewing. We're not operating heavy machinery. Give me the name. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know why. I think you guys are taking the crazy pills, honestly, because Brett Hundley, I'm all on the train, man. Okay, and all right. Talk he, us into Brett Hundley. Well, it's the price. You know, he's 5100 on yeah, DraftKings. Yeah, okay. All right, you have one check mark. Okay, thank you. He's 6500 on FanDuel, so he's going to save you salary, especially in cash games when... Um, you know, you're trying to stuff all of those running backs with guaranteed volume and all these wide receivers that we love. We talk about it all the time. On top of that, he plays for the Green Bay Packers with Jordy Nelson, with Randall Cobb, with Devontae Adams, et cetera, et cetera. And they are at home. And I am not buying the resurgence of this New Orleans Saints defense. I actually did play the Saints defense in a GPP yes last week, and it was basically Ooh. the only team that did any good for me last week but um that was because the saints were at home and matt stafford was banged up i know hundley didn't look that good last week but the vikings defense is really good come on guys so at home against the saints defense that i don't believe in that much this is basically where i'm getting at hundley is going to get you 15 points and when he gets you 15 at that cheap of a salary he's going to free up the ability to get studs at other positions that have the ability to get you 30 to get you 40 especially on DraftKings. Um, and so that's why I'm rolling them out, especially in cash games. I've seen Matt Flynn come in in replacements of to uh, fill the Green Bay Packers quarterback position and have massive success. So it's not it's not out of the question. So that you're Hundley saying Hundley's going to throw seven touchdowns? Mark it down, baby. Uh, maybe eight. Maybe <laughs> eight. Let's let's take it to the limit, man. Let's take it, it there. In the cash game quarterback. It, that uh, I want to throw out here because he has the exact same price as Brett Hundley over on DraftKings as Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, He's got himself a delightful matchup. He's coming off of the bye week. He's at home. He's got them legs, them legs that do some serious work. So I like Tyrod, but I, I mean, I get it. I, I, I'm with you, Ben. I'm not going to do it, but I follow your process here, and that's what it's all about, figuring out that process. Let's move over to the running back position. Ben, you like my cash game quarterback. You like his teammate, LaShawn McCoy. Yes, do tell. Yes, I do. Yeah, Shady. Shady coming in a little bit cheaper than he probably should. 7400 on DraftKings, 7900 on FanDuel. That makes him a little bit of a better value on FanDuel. And, you know, he's been quiet lately. However, the volume is still there. 
He um, has the 11th most rush attempts on the season. He's seen 32 targets, which is insane. He is one of those dual threat running backs that we want. The price is there. The matchup is there. He's at home against a Buccaneers defense. That's middle of the pack against the run. I'm not worried about that at all. And, you know, I mean, this we're talking about cash. So I don't know if he offers this extreme, extreme upside because the Bills offense, the weapons around him don't really excite me all that much although it sounds like maybe my boy jordan matthews might be coming back to play this week he might be back so getting him in there the offense should be able to you know move down the field enough and who's going to be that guy that is the main piece you know you're talking about it could be tyrod i love his price too mike but to me it's mccoy at home people are forgetting about him coming off the bye but he's going to be back and the price is really what excites me because you get him at, you know, as a stud running back for a little bit cheaper than some of these other guys that, you know, he's in the same class as the the Fournettes and, and guys like that. Ben, I love it. I love it. I think Shady is, is a great pick, a great pick for your cash game lineups this week. Chris Meany on the other side, he's got a couple running backs. I'm loving it. And these guys will save you a little bit of cash for your lineup as well, Chris Meany. Yeah, I got to go back to Mark Ingram, guys. His prices. Uh, yeah, you got to. You got to stay really with do. him. And his prices jumped up $7,100 on FanDuel, $6,700 on DraftKings. Last week was just an absolute steal. And I still think this week is a pretty good steal as well. So, I mean, 25 carries for 114 yards, a couple touchdowns last week. He's top five in the league and carries inside the 10, which is huge because anybody that knows and you followed this Saints team and Sean Payton and his love or his hate for Mark Ingram to have uh, mostly mostly hate hate, but to be you're right (laughs) and to be top five in the league and carries inside the 10 is just very encouraging he has at least four games with four catches so he's getting it done through the air as well he's finished as a top 10 running back the last two seasons despite being hurt both of those years right he missed a game last season he missed three or four the year before that so I consider him a, a top 10 running back the rest of the way I think he should be priced much higher than this and for Green Bay, they've allowed the ninth most rushing yards per game. So I'm going to Ingram there. And another guy who surprised me last week, guys, is Adrian Peterson. He really did surprise me at that price. Somebody had tweeted out to me, like, hey, should I roll him out in a GPP? I said, make sure it's a GPP, not a cash. He was $3,400 on DraftKings last week. And now he's 63 on FanDuel. He's 58 on DK. I'm not sure he's going to get 26 carries like he did. I mean, those 26 carries, pretty impressive because he had 27 in four games with the Saints. We really didn't have a good feel of what AP could bring to the table. It was a much balanced, more balanced attack. They didn't throw the ball a ton. They looked okay. And for this matchup, it's really good with the Rams. They're allowing 139 yards per game on the ground, the fourth most in football. They've given up the most fantasy points to backs of the season. I don't think he's going to have a day like that. But at this price and those touches, I do think he'll at least have 18 touches. So at that price point, guys, I just can't pass him up. Absolutely. A a few things to add there. The Arizona Cardinals offensive line is finally healthy. Well, as healthy as it can be because guard guy yeah, guard Mike Upati, he's on the IR. But other than that, the pieces are back. You saw the game script was heavily in Adrian Peterson's favor. But uh, to be fair, Adrian Peterson was a huge part of pushing that game script into his favor. The matchup is delightful. It was completely at the expense of Andre Ellington, yeah. who was R.I.P. Just, yeah, I mean, seriously, he, he was rocketing up the value charts with those targets he was getting. Unfortunately, it looks like those targets are now only going to come in a very negative game script for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I like the price for Peterson. 
Uh, what I didn't like for Peterson was how much he was hitting the oxygen mask. Yeah, I don't know if you know, guys saw tired, this. <laughs> He's only but, getting a handful of snaps guy, with the Saints. This guy was not in football <laughs> shape, but still doing some serious work. So I'm, I'm all on with the Agent Peterson pick. I think it's great. Let's move over to the wide receiver position. Ben, you got you, you got a high, you got a low. I love I love when you guys come in with these combo, the combo makers over here. So, Ben, give me your two picks for the wide receiver cash game. Yeah, I'll call this the slot receiver possession receiver combo. Uh, we're starting with Jarvis Landry, and I can be pretty quick with this one. I mean, fifth in the league in targets, despite only playing in five games. Most of the, the teams in the league have played six already. Uh, you know, that's guaranteed volume that we're looking for in cash. Devontae Parker is banged up. He's not insanely expensive, and he gets a Jets defense that ranks 12th worst in pass DVOA. They don't scare me against the pass. So that's the high, and then going down a little bit farther, we've got Eric Decker. I love it. Yeah, man. He's 4,300 on DraftKings and 5,100 on FanDuel. Super, super cheap, and the matchup is super exciting. He gets a Browns defense that ranks dead last in pass DVOA. He led the team in targets on Monday night, had a great game, seven passes for 88. Corey Davis, the first-round pick that we all can't wait to see, he's still probably not going to play in this game. And the other exciting news that happened on Monday night was Marcus Mariota, love him as a quarterback, escaped that game healthy. So there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle that make me like Decker on top of the fact that his price is oh, oh, so nice. Part of why I like Decker so much is Rashard Matthews, should see Jason McCourty in shadow coverage. Okay. And Jason McCourty just shut down DeAndre Hopkins. McCourty's a, a good cornerback, and he I expect him to be on Matthews, which frees things up for Eric Decker. I think that the lack of mobility for Marcus Mariota things or helps out Eric Decker on those short to intermediate routes. So I'm all about Eric Decker. I'm, I'm about chasing those points from last week. Chris Meany, who do you got in, in your going into your cash I'm game lineup? Against that that tough corner matchup, and I am. Gonna, oh, I see <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm going to play Richard Matthews, and it, it, this is okay. And I understand that matchup, and I and I liked what I saw from Decker in that game. It was very encouraging, but I need to see a, another game from him. The Browns. You know, with the top corner, I mean, the Browns, the worst pass DVOA defense in the league, according to Football Outsiders. And Matthews, I feel like, is a good price here with Mariota back, as Ben touched on, you touched on, Mike. This this is just a really good matchup. He escaped that game healthy. You're right, Ben. Uh, Matthews is just, to me, in my opinion, been the most consistent wide receiver for Mariota this season. And he has at least three games with Mariota where he's ended up with at least eight targets. Uh, there was a tough matchup that he had that he passed in Seattle where he had about 90 yards and a touchdown. So for Richard Matthews, uh, I'm going to go that way because of the price point. Uh, I'm looking on FanDuel and it's $5,500. And this is exact same on DraftKings. I think that's a good play. And I'm going to spend up a little bit. And, yeah. Well, hold, hold on, Chris. I just want there's, to – there's a wide receiver who I, I kind of mentioned him. DeAndre Hopkins had eight-plus targets every single week except – for last week, when he only managed four targets, two receptions on Jason McCourty. So that's that's my counterpoint. But I get it that the that the matchup is juicy, and Rashard Matthews' price is nice. Dropping rhymes over here without even trying. Chris Meany, give me your other one. <laughs> set that up nicely. Uh, and this one may be a little bit different for people. Is it's Pierre Garçon and. 
No, no yeah, I'm all about this, man. Right there about with you guys. It. Yeah, right I think there it's just, you. you know, the opportunity, the volume, the targets. We're going to have a rookie quarterback here in C.J. Beathard. And you know what? I watched that game, and he didn't look awful. It, it wasn't bad. It, it wasn't great, but he did some okay things. And this is just really about the targets. Garcon left that game with 12 targets. He only caught five of them, but I feel like this is a good matchup. As much as I love the Cowboys, I don't like their secondary. And I feel like San Fran's going to have to try to play catch up in this game and throw the ball and get some points. And nobody's really, nobody at all has been targeted more than Garcon on this team. Double-digit targets in four of the six games this season. San Fran, like I said, they're going to have to throw the ball. For the Cowboys, the 10th worst pass DVOA in the league. They've allowed the 7th most fantasy points to wide receivers. I think that people will just shy away because he plays for the 49ers, but on FanDuel, uh, he's a cheap play at $6,700 and $5,800 on DraftKings. I, I think this is a solid play. Meanie, I love it in cash, man. Sixth in the league in targets, eighth in receiving yards, and he's nowhere near priced to that level of volume that he's receiving. And those in two production. games, there's a couple games, if you look at the game log, that weren't good. They were against really tough matchups. Tough. Yeah, we could be looking at, as long as Beathard can just be adequate, I mean, we could be looking at another San Francisco-LA Rams game because you know the Cowboys are going to score. Exactly. This, this is happening. So if San Francisco is going to put up any kind of fight, it's going through the air. If it's going through the air, it's going to Pierre Garçon. Moving over to the tight end position, Ben, give me that yes, foundational sir. tight end. Give it to me. Yeah, it's Evan Ingram. And his price, just like we talked about with Garçon, has not caught up to the amount of crazy volume that he's receiving, especially now that OBJ and Brandon Marshall are out and Sterling Shepard's banged up. So, I mean, it, it was another. it's a tough matchup this week against Seattle, but you could have said the exact same thing um, at least a little bit last week against the Broncos, and he just continued to mash because, one, he's really good, and, two, because he is now the focal point of that offense. And it was also interesting to see Ben McAdoo not call plays and the Giants offense actually look competent. So I don't know the name of the new play caller, but he seemed to give life to this entire offense. And a huge part of that, probably the biggest part, like I'm saying, is Evan Ingram. And so... You know, he's just going to continue to see that volume. Yet $4,400 on DraftKings and $5,500 on FanDuel. I mean, both of those are pretty good bargains. And he's seen the third most tight end targets in the entire league. Forget the rookie aspect of this. He is the third highest target getter in the league in terms of tight ends. So he should be more expensive than he is. And in cash, I'll take that volume all day. I have two points for, for what Ben just said. Number one, Mike Sullivan is the man calling the plays for the for the Giants. Thank you, Two, Mike. target getter. <laughs> a target getter. I love that phrase because it sounds ridiculous. And you yes. look like a fool, Ben. <laughs> I hope you're proud of yourself. I am. Not, nothing different than any other day, baby. I hope you play this for your parents and they leave the room with their heads hanging down in shame. Well, that's Chris me. that also happens every other day. So what's <laughs> he is a target getter though? You're not Chris, wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's the target. He, he gets them. He's the target. He gets them. And for All right, me, Chris, it's go just, ahead. I, just trying to keep it simple here at the tight end position. I mean, Austin Safarian Jenkins. We can go down that road again if we want. He's a boss. Yep. But I'm just going uh, against the Giants here, and and this is just the fact that they just keep allowing tight ends to score touchdowns. We know that Graham is talented. They're coming off the bye week. This is not about 
Seattle and Jimmy Graham. This is about through six weeks. They've allowed the most fantasy points to tight ends, the Giants. They've allowed seven touchdowns. Every single game so far this season, a tight end has scored a touchdown on them. And in one game, it was two bucks in Bray and Howard. So for me, I'm just going to roll Graham and just going to go with the flow here. Until they don't allow a touchdown to a tight end, maybe that I won't play a tight end against them. All right, follow this up, Chris Meany, with the DST that you believe in for cash because Ben is clearly not a believer despite three straight weeks of dominance. see where he's going with Hundley, and he's just a little worried in cash because of the Saints. You're right. I believe in the Saints' defense. and this is a different defense. They've been doing it now for for a couple weeks. Over on FanDuel, it's $4,500. On DraftKings, though, $3,000. Nobody has scored more points than him over the past four weeks in fantasy. This is a team... Well, because well, one, one week, week they had thirty plus they points. They had the thirty plus <laughs> points, but if you, but Three if you, tutties. right? But sure. over the last four weeks, they have thirteen sacks. Nobody gives up more sacks than the Green Bay yeah. Packers. They've allowed a league high twenty three sacks. That was with Aaron Rodgers extending plays. So the offensive line is beat up. This Packers team is a mess right now, and it's not just because of Rodgers. So fifty five Fandle points over that span. I get it. A lot of that was because of last week, but they can get after the quarterback. They also have seven picks in their last three games as well so I think that as as much as you know the weapons are there in Green Bay Hunley could also have himself a pretty bad day give me the Vikings defense for only $300 more on draft play as well yeah that's that's certainly not a problem there is a Baltimore is an absolute shamble of an offense and it's really an embarrassment to the NFL hopefully Baltimore can get those things figured out before we jump into the tournament picks want to remind you about the ultimate DFS pass where all these picks and more, so much more are broken down in the ultimate DFS pass. That is the premium place. It's the only place, one low price for the entire season. You're talking cash picks, tournament picks, sleeper picks from Jake Seeley, our value comparison chart, which makes things incredibly easy. You got points against defenses. Compare those values on the sites. Boom. It's all there. It, the lines, everything you need, everything you need to get ready for the weekend to play some daily fantasy. Let's move it over to the GPP picks. You down with GPP? All right, Ben. Who are you rolling out as your tournament quarterback? Oh, we're going right back to the well with Drew Brees. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons why I love it. He's kind of, you know, he's pretty expensive, which is going to cause his ownership percentage to be a little bit lower just because people don't want to pay up for him on top of the fact that the Saints dominated last week, like we've been talking about their defense included, and it was all in the ground game. But, you know, we've we've seen enough, you know, of Drew Brees in New Orleans to know that on a week-to-week basis, they can look terrible, and then all of a sudden they're just putting a 50-burger up there. This could be somewhat of a similar situation where they have another successful game, but they do it through the air. And if we get four or five touchdowns from Drew Brees at a somewhat low ownership percentage in a fantastic matchup against a Packers secondary that doesn't scare me, and on top of that, now that Aaron Rodgers is gone, yes, I do like Brett Hundley to get me about 15 in cash, but I don't see that upside being there 
in tournaments like Aaron Rodgers would have had. And so it tells me that the Saints are going to have more time of possession, which if they decide they want to attack the Packers through the air and Breeze does have those touchdowns, he'll have the ability to do so because they're going to have the ball for a lot more. Over under was 47 and a half earlier in the week, and that includes Brett Hundley, who you guys are not interested in at all. (laughs) So um, give me Drew Brees because we want the upside in GPPs, and I think that he has number one overall quarterback of the week upside, and I think he will be the number one overall quarterback of the week. Shockingly, Drew Brees is playing better on the road. Yes, it's it's a young season, but Drew Brees is known for being a far better quarterback when he's at home in the Superdome meanwhile he's throwing for over 70 percent on the road and he's you know in the mid 60s at home just a just a shocking stat to back up Ben because I'm not scared to play Drew Brees on the road Chris Meany I'm gonna go with Mariota we talked a lot about already with this Titans team and how you know he's he escaped an injury but the Browns you know they're they're pretty good on the run actually they're they're very underrated against the run but they've allowed at least 14 fantasy points to a quarterback each week. Watson put up 24 on him last week. Andy Dalton really hasn't done much this season, had four passing touchdowns against them and 28 fantasy points. Heck, Jacoby Brissett couldn't do anything in a good matchup last week. He had 27 fantasy points against them. So as a result, the Browns have allowed the second most fantasy points per game to the position. I feel like Mariota has a safe floor. He's good on the ground. He can score. He's got three rushing touchdowns so far, and his lowest output has been 14 fantasy points. Points. So I feel like, especially over on DraftKings, FanDuel is $8,200, but on DraftKings, he's at $6,900. I think that's a pretty good price for him. Moving it over to the running back position, Chris Meany. Got a couple fellas, and I want to hear about them. You want to hear about Give them, them, do you? I'm... <laughs> I want to... Yes, I do. Let I us know, baby. Chris, why would I ask if I didn't want to hear about him, Chris? <laughs> that's a pretty good tee-up, I guess. Jared McKinnon. I'm going to go back to McKinnon, guys. It's much like Ingram. Both of these guys were good last week, and they jumped up in price. I just feel like they're still at a pretty good price point for me. I'm like I'm looking at Latavius Murray, 80 total yards and 30 touchdowns, and he wasn't successful last week on the goal line. And they went to McKinnon, and McKinnon was successful. And for his touches, 43 over the past couple games, 245 total yards. He's RB21 in a full-point PPR league. Now, I know that Brandon Williams is probably going to come back, and it's going to help the run defense in Baltimore. So that's why I think he's a better play in DraftKings that I feel like he can do enough in the passing game to accumulate some points and return value for you. Again, 43 catches for him last season. That's 11 catches so far in two games this season. So I'm going to go out, and I'm going to play McKinnon. And and for my other guy, I'm going to go back to Mixon. I think we've talked about Mixon a couple times. And he's been fairly disappointing, but over on FanDuel at $5,600 and on DraftKings at $5,000. Yeah, the, the pricing it, does not make yeah, sense. Yeah, on DraftKings, on DraftKings it doesn't because, you know, you, there's a lot of disappointment for him, but his last game he scored a rushing touchdown. The line has been a little bit better uh, over time. This is They're coming back off a bye week here, so some time to, to work on this. It's just the volume and the opportunity, the touches. They've all been there for him, and it's hard to pass on Pittsburgh, but you can run on this team certainly run on them. They've allowed the 10th most rushing yards per game and the 5th most fantasy points per game to the position. So at this price, again, it's just I feel like there's some value with these guys. Yeah, for Joe Mixon, I mean, for 5000 over on, on DraftKings, you know, 10% of your budget, Joe Mixon, since the change in offensive coordinator, has carried the ball at least 15 times in the past three games. He's, he's the lead back now. And I know Gio's there. He's going to siphon 
uh, a decent amount of that passing work, but they've made the change. The the changes happen even though it doesn't feel like it because Joe Mixon hasn't had that blow-up game yet. But I think it's very possible that the blow-up game could come against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who Chris Meany said they are vulnerable to the run. Ben, who are, you, who are you rolling out for a GPP running back? Yeah, every week there's that player that you look at their price and you just you just love it and you feel like you can't pass it up. And for me this week, that is Jay Ajayi. And I'm I'm mostly talking about DraftKings because the $6,200 price, when you look Cheaper at... Cheaper than Jarek yeah, McKinnon. Yeah, when you look at some of these other workhorses, you know, I talked about it with LaShawn McCoy. I feel like I can get him a little bit cheaper than some of these workhorses. But Ajayi at 6200 and then 7400 on FanDuel, which is a good value there as well. I just feel like it's too good to pass up. And we do know that Ajayi is more volatile, but we're talking about GPPs, right? So you kind of have to lean into that. And he gets a matchup against a Jets team that should not scare you at all. They rank eighth worst in run DVOA. They've given up the fifth most rushing yards per game. They have allowed the fourth most points, fantasy points to running backs on FanDuel and the seventh most on DraftKings. And we saw Ajayi start to pick it up last week. 26 carries for 130 yards, solid game, but he didn't get in the end zone and he didn't catch any passes. And so I see an even bigger game coming this week because I see some receptions and a touchdown being, um, you know, scattered in there with another 100 plus yard carry uh, day or 100 plus yards day. And we know that there's a three point bonus on DraftKings that I'm trying to get, especially at that cheap price. So just feel like it's too good to pass up and I'm on the Ajayi train this week. Jay Ajayi. In three of his five games, has carried the ball twenty-five times or more. Woo. I mean, that's love it. That's some bananas rushing attempts. Moving it over to the wide receiver position, we got it. We got to get, got to crack it down, fellas. You got to make the hay in the wide receiver position with that PPR over on DraftKings and the half over on FanDuel. Don't let me down. Ben, don't let me down. Give me some good picks. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I just said the same thing, but it's at the wide receiver position, it's Demarius Thomas. $5,800 on DraftKings, $7,100 on FanDuel. A little bit better value there on DraftKings. And again, I feel like that's too good to pass up because unfortunately, my boy, Emmanuel Sanders, got hurt last week. He's not going to play in this game. Now, do monitor it, and it's something that we'll probably write about in the injury article because Demarius Thomas is a little banged up himself, but it sounds like one of those just during you know middle of the season injuries where he's still going to play. And again, just like we talked about with Evan Ingram, it comes down to volume. And at that price, on top of all the volume that we already knew Demarius Thomas was receiving in Denver, even with Emmanuel Sanders as his sidekick, and sometimes Batman to, to Demarius Thomas yeah. being the Robin, now that Sanders is gone, it's just too good. And yes, I know Casey Hayward is a pretty good cornerback, but we know Demarius Thomas is a very good wide receiver as well. And I mean, I won't be shocked at all if he gets double-digit targets in, in this game. And when you get double-digit targets, you usually pay off a $5,800 price tag, especially when when you are the talent that Demarius Thomas is. Give me that value play, because I find this name to be very interesting this week. Yeah, another guy that's a little bit banged up, but we got positive news today that it sounds like he is going to play. That's Robbie Anderson. And um, another guy that's pretty cheap, $4,200 on DraftKings, 
5,800 on FanDuel. So another guy that's a little bit better value on DraftKings. But again, this is about the matchup. The Dolphins secondary is one to attack. They rank fifth worst in pass DVOA. They've allowed the 11th most passing yards per game. And I really think that it's a secondary that can get beat deep. And that's Robbie Anderson's number one attribute. And as long as Josh McCown's the quarterback, he's going to have the ability to at least throw the deep ball and give Anderson a chance on top of the fact that he saw an insane 12 targets last weekend. Can we bank on that reoccurring? No, but we do know that again, Anderson offers that GPP winning upside on just one play. And if he continues to get volume that, you know, is going to supplement those big plays at $4,200 when again, you know, constantly, and we saw it huge last week. I mean, the running backs just went insane last week. Like Meany said at the beginning of the show, my Ingram McKinnon teams and GPPs, I was feeling really good during the noon games. And then all of a sudden, Fournette goes ham and three other, Adrian Peterson does his thing and Le'Veon Bell does his thing. So we want to free up some salary to go get those guys in GPPs because of the guaranteed volume that we know running backs offer. So why not get cheap with, a wide receiver that's going to be super low owned, but has that top five, top 10 wide receiver on the week upside that, you know, when somebody goes to look at the GPP winning team, it's like, oh, Robbie Anderson. Dang. Okay, cool. Yeah, he snuck him on there. Yeah. Chris, Chris Meany's coming with that, that jab cross <laughs> combo here. The one-two combination. I love it. I, you hit him with the, the knockout. After you, you tenderize them. You tenderize them with this value play, Chris. Meaning, give me the these the wide receivers. Uh, let let's let's wear him down. Let's wear him down All with right, that do that Kenny value Stills. play. Kenny Stills was somebody that I plugged in late, and I kind of forgot about him last week. And it's like, no Devonte Parker. I'm thinking, you know, we we all joke about Cutler. Well, and then no, it's the the hotness. Leonte Carew uh, set Twitter. Oh my goodness, the yeah. the heart emojis flying. From Twitter that because they love their Leonte Carew. Meanwhile, Kenny Stills is the one <laughs> no who's kidding. doing the work, and he did work last year. He had nine touchdowns. Let's uh, you remember he kind of took over in this offense last season when Parker was in and out of the lineup. And guess what? Parker is in and out of the lineup again. Yet to really practice now. Some reports out of Miami that they're just hopeful that Parker plays. If Parker does suit up in this game, maybe I'll shy away from Kenny Stills. But uh, you know, forty nine hundred dollars in Fanduel. But what I'm looking at is DraftKings forty four hundred dollars. He's a deep threat guy. You get that bonus over there on DK. He scored the touchdown last year and he scored nine last season, as I mentioned. So for stills at that price, I'm going to, I'm going to play him against the jets. And then it's Julio Jones guys. I mean, this is kind of obvious, but I'm to the point right now where I won't play Julio in cash because there's something going on in Atlanta. You I can't don't blame play him in cash until you see something. Now, Dan Quinn comes out and says, we need to give Julio more targets. Well, you're the head coach, bud. Figure it out. Like just get it done. <laughs> Julio is fifth on his team in red zone targets, he's got one. Taylor Gabriel has five. Austin Hooper has four. Hooper had more targets than him last week. They get inside the red zone last week. What happened? Julio Jones is on the sidelines. I'm looking for this guy to get more involved. You can't have Tevin Coleman, a backup running back for your team, have more red zone targets than Julio Jones. New England Patriots, they've allowed the most yards per game in the NFL, the most passing yards, the most receiving yards. This is the matchup. This is the highest total on the board at 55 points. Give me Julio and show me something. He has that potential to win you himself to give you that 30-point night on DK. Absolutely love it, Meany. There's going to be an 
a gigantic overcorrection at some point. And, you know, the example that we threw out in our uh, preseason shows was Golden Tate of last season, who we talked about in tournaments. You want to look at that large sample size of production in the NFL and put a lot more weight on that than a five or six game sample. And Julio Jones has only played in five games this year and he got banged up in one of them. So, you know, again, this is why you can take advantage in tournaments because there's a week between games. It feels like the season has already been going on forever, but Julio has only played in four healthy games. So this notion that, oh my gosh, the world is, you know, the the sky is falling is not true. There's going to be an overcorrection at some point. It just depends on when that's going to be. And that's why you lean into the uncertainty in tournaments, because if he has a huge game, he's going to be lower owned than he should be because of his recent performance due to recency bias. All right, let's step over to the tight end position. Who's got that, that week winning upside, Ben? Who's got it? Yeah, let me get mine out of the way so I can pave the way for my oh, amazing my colleague. Yes. Uh, let me let me throw out Delaney Walker real quick. Uh, he's a little bit banged up too, so another guy that you got to keep an eye on. But if he plays, the matchup is amazing. You know, he's he plays against the Browns, who are allowing the second most fantasy points to tight ends this season. It was no different a year a year before that, and he's second on the Titans in targets. So he hasn't had that blow up game yet, but. We, we have seen throughout Delaney's career um, in just last season at times that he had that blow up potential. And again, until Corey Davis comes back, those targets are there and he's getting them. And it just depends on when is he going to catch that first touchdown on the season. And if he's healthy and he's out there, there's a pretty good chance that he's going to catch one against Cleveland, offers some pretty good upside. Yes, he is, you know, he, he costs a, a pretty penny. But he could probably score. And now let's go to Meany, who you can save a little bit of money. <laughs> you can save a lot. But before we do this, Ben, are you, will you, I should say, will you be rolling out any Titans mega stack lineups this week with with Decker and Walker? I mean, why not? I like Mariota a, a lot too, just like Meany talked about. And again, you know, he not being all that healthy. People are going to think about that. It's going to be recency bias, and they're not going to play him. And reports were that he came out of that game. He's he's good right now. And as long as he's out there and he's playing, I, I love him as a passer. And if he gives you anything on the ground, that's just a bonus. And obviously, if you're playing a stack like that, you're playing him to be a passer. So if he throws three touchdowns and all of them go to Decker and Walker, which is certainly possible, you know, you're going to be sitting pretty, especially because, again, Mariota's not – all that expensive, I don't believe, and of course, and Decker's pretty cheap as well. If you want to get even crazier, well. I mean, if Demarco Murray doesn't play, you can't ignore Derrick Henry. You just oh, he, <laughs> oh baby, yeah, he'll be, he will be, he'll be, he'll be highly owned, but I mean, you, you kind of have to at his yeah. price. Yeah, get take that free square of each. Everyone's going to do it. He's nice and cheap. All right, Chris Meany. That I don't know. I don't know if you recall this. There was a time where you joined. Uh, me and my colleagues on the on the other fantasy footballers, the the season long show, you I gave remember. us a tight end. He was uh, <laughs> he was he was not very known yet in the world of fantasy football. And his name was Gary Barnich, cheap as it can and be. he was cheap. Oh baby, and he and he went ham. And I'm getting deja vu with this next and, and, pick. And, and it's funny that was Go like my it, first Chris. time I think maybe on the show with you guys and. and, and First or second yeah, time. Yeah, first or second week, time. You guys were asking for an out-to-lunch tight end play, and it was all I had. Um, so I'm glad I could throw <laughs> one out at you right now, and it's Nick 
O'Leary, the grandson yes. of Jack Mr. Nicholson, Very Necessary. The Golden Bear. <laughs> That's not why I'm playing him. Uh, it's partly, mostly actually because of the Bucks. The Bucks stink, man. This defense is awful. They're allowing the third yeah. most yards per game, the second most passing yards per game. Tyrod Taylor is cheap. You're looking to try to figure out what weapons are going to be around. We talk about Sean McCoy being heavily involved and maybe Jordan Matthews to return. It's, it's, it's because of Charles Clay. I watched that game closely when Charles Clay left, and O'Leary was getting a lot of targets, a lot of looks. He got six in that game. He didn't even play really the full game. It was about a half that he was involved. He caught five balls. And again, at, at this price, you can't get anybody cheaper on FanDuel. He's $4,500. It's the cheapest you can go. And if you want to just, and if you're playing on FanDuel and he's 4,500, you put him in, you put in a cheap kicker, you put in a cheap D, and then you're on your way. And then on DraftKings, he's $3,100. So, I, I mean, I just can't ignore it. I, I honestly think I'm going to project a line from him. I think he's going to get about seven targets. I think he's going to catch about six balls, and he could even find the end zone. Yeah, he certainly could. If you take Clay and, and O'Leary and you make them one tight end, you're talking the seventh most targets to the tight end position. And I'm checking over here because I feel like O'Leary's – I mean, this is staring people in the face, right? That This guy should be highly owned in tournaments because he's so cheap and frees things up. I'm checking our buzz report. He's not on there, is he? I'm checking the buzz report, data powered by Fanshare. They go across all forms of social media and see what people are talking about for their plays. He is not in the top 10. It's a mistake. It is absolutely ridiculous. Sound the alarm, baby. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, Nick O'Leary, he is, you got to get him in at least a few of your lineups because you'll be amazed at the other players that you can fit in if you roll with him as a budget play. We're going to move over into our favorite stacks of the week. Stack attack. I'll get mine out of the way because I'm bringing another budget stack attack of the week. It's Tyrod Taylor and Nick O'Leary. I'm loving this combination over on DraftKings. 16.4%. That is it. That is your entire budget for, for a quarterback and a tight end, both with massive upside in this matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for 16.4%. I mean, that's that is ludicrous. You can get huge, huge big-time players in your lineup and, not, and and still feel confident about your quarterback and tight end. Ben, your favorite stack of the week. Yeah, mine costs a little bit more than that, but I'm... Em- just, a little, <laughs> just a little bit more. But I'm embracing the recency bias, and anytime you can get a Drew Brees-Michael Thomas stack for a little bit lower ownership percentage than they should be because, oh, they did nothing last week. You're not going to be thinking about that performance at all after Drew Brees goes ham. And again, like Mike brought up, oh, they're on the road. I can't play him. Drew Brees is going to go insane in this matchup. And Michael Thomas is by far his number one wide receiver. Yes, it didn't work out last week. The process made sense. And I don't think anything has changed. The process makes sense again. Embrace the low ownership percentage and win big in GPPs. All right, so All right, Chris, you know, who do you got? yours was a little bit more expensive than Mike's. Mine's a, a lot more expensive than both of you guys. And 
Yeah, Chris Meany is rolling up the, the Rolls I, Royce. I we we kind of touched on the Titans already, so we'll save them. I think we all agree that they're a pretty good stack this week. Uh, I'm going to go with Dallas, yes. guys, and I'm spending up. You're right. I mean, Dak is expensive. Dez is expensive. I'm going Elliott, too. Uh, I'm going all three of these guys. I think they can do enough to get their own. I, I'm talking 20-plus points from all of them. That means Dez will have to find the end zone. This is a, a matchup that I think they're going to be able to put up about 40 points uh, as a team, the Dallas Cowboys. So, it's pricey, but if you if you follow along and you have the DFS pass, you'll know that there's a lot of value there from Ben and myself in there, and Jake Seeley as well coming at you with some value plays. So there's enough value out there to be able to have a stack like this and be productive. All right, gentlemen, get those lineups ready because it's time. DFS Battle Royale. We're going to let Chris Meany. He was the winner last week, so we will give him the privilege of rolling his lineup. Well, a lot of the guys I've already first. really talked about. I'm going with Dak at the quarterback position. Joe Mixon, $5,000 against that leaky run D in Pitt. Zeke is my running back. Dez is my wide receiver. I don't suggest this in cash and in small contests like this, but I'm going to see what I can do against these guys. So I'll roll out those Cowboys. We do. We, we tend like, to get a little do. bit nuts uh, with Alan our Alan Herms in there at $4,100 against Indy. That's Ooh. right. I'm not sure Fournette's going to play. Maybe that means they pass the ball a little bit more. It's a good matchup against the Colts, and I, I'm, I'm almost certain that Marquise Lee is not going to play. Could mean a lot of targets for Alan Hearns. Kenny Stills, I touched on, $4,400 in DraftKings. I think he's a good boom or bust play. Hopefully boom here. Nick O'Leary at the tight end position, and I'm going back to Jarek McKinnon Love as it. my running back. I know there's some concerns there with Williams returning. Baltimore's run D was good last year. It hasn't been. He's going to help them out a little bit, but again, his pass-catching ability. And I'm sorry, Ben, I'm going with the Saints at $3,000. All right, nice. That's uh, now all I got to do is take down Mike. Let's go. The only person who will be sorry <laughs> is Ben for not believing in the Saints defense. Ben, give me your lineup. Yeah, so I've been going a little bit too nuts against just you two, and so I'm reeling it back in just a little bit. I'm getting some guaranteed volume here, and I absolutely love this team. You guys better bring it this week. I did want the Drew Brees, Michael Thomas stack. Didn't feel like I could afford it because of all these other studs I want to get in there. So that's right. I'm playing Brett Hundley at quarterback to save some value, save some price, um, save some money. And then I got Jay Ajayi and LaShawn McCoy as my two stud running backs that should be more expensive than they are. I got Demarius Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Michael Thomas as my wide receivers. I'm going Jack Doyle at only $3,400, who I believe saw double-digit targets last week against a Jaguars defense that struggles but to has, cover the tight end weak position. baby hands. We baby hands that drop the ball all the time i don't know what you're talking about doyle rules i'm going double tight end because i made that whole team and i just tried to figure out who my flex was at the end and i said oh evan ingram you're you know i can just throw you in and you should cost more than this he's in my flex and the vikings are my defense there it is baby not bad not bad all right here's my lineup ladies and gentlemen i'm going tyrod taylor at the quarterback position because he's only 5100 over on DraftKings. I'm saving saving that money. Saving that money over there. I also have Joe Mixon and Jarek McKinnon in my lineup. I'm hoping to to re recapture that McKinnon magic of last week. Got Dez, got Michael Thomas, got Kyle Rudolph. Ooh. Oh yeah, I got Antonio Brown yeah. stuffed in that lineup <laughs> as well. Nice. Because of because of the savings with Tyrod and the savings with my flex and my DST. So I'll, I'll go start it with the DST. I punted a little bit, but I'm 
I don't know. I got a feeling with this. Ooh, I'm going Chicago Bears at home against the Carolina Panthers. I think that Wow. I'm not like we saw Cam, right? I, I don't know and you got uh uh Kelvin Benjamin's banged up as well. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. And clearly that's a punt because they're only twenty two hundred dollars. Speaking of the ultimate punts at Flex, oh, Benny Fowler coming oh, in yeah. hot. Oh yeah, my man, I love coming it. in hot at thirty three hundred dollars. Denver Broncos, uh, he's going to have to fill in for Manny Sanders. See if he can strike some gold like we did in Week One with the multi TD game. So there it is, there it is, ladies and gentlemen, fellas. I what do you think it. of that, Benny Fowler? Benny game. Fowler caught Peyton Manning's last. NFL pass. Good trivia question right there. Well, there you, there you have it. He will catch Trevor Simeon's final touchdown of his career. <laughs> what? I think that's what? You're killing Trevor Simeon? <laughs> you should after last week. I thought that's thought that's what you were trying to tell me. Oh, man. Love All right. It. Thank you for joining us on the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. UltimateDFSPass.com. That's where you get all the nitty-gritty nuts and bolts to get you ready for the weekend. We hope those lineups, you keep them tight, you keep them right, you bring home that cash money, and we will see you next week on the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.